0: It's the
1: Ultra Keeper, Keeper Fantasy Football, Football
0: League, the, the podcast. podcast with the commish Nick Fondo and four-time UFFL FFL FFL champion Corey
1: Duga. Duga. <laughs> 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 Fucking nobody's listening, so it doesn't matter. We had let's see where we had to have. So episode one had twenty-two list, twenty-two downloads. And episode two had twelve downloads.
0: Oh. And how many of
1: the, how many of those downloads are me and you?
0: The guys need to start supporting it,
1: or they're out of the league. So I don't know what would get them to listen. I really don't. But uh, no one's listening. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So are you one of these guys who f- pays attention to the whole league during the day? Like, are you scoreboard watching, or are you just keeping
0: track of your own team? I am keeping track of my own team. I pay too much attention to the projected score, or if you got Yahoo, they have percent percentage chance of winning. I get too caught up in it.
1: It's sick right now with all these injuries. You got hit by the injury in my league, I, well, in the UFFL. I'm going to stop calling it my league. Like I'm going to stop calling it our league, my league. I'm going to only refer to it as the UFFL for the rest of the time that we do the podcast now this might be the last episode because clearly we're the only two people listening and, yeah, no and my so. mom listens i guarantee my mom listens and i think zane listens and other than that nobody else yeah, i think your mom possibly mom
0: be... me and slid into my dms which is kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna hear that and i have no idea what you just said
1: that's fine um this could potentially be the final episode. I guess we can kind of start with uh with recapping the the games of the the games of the week. Uh the first game we'll talk about is Me and You Played and You Beat Me. Okay, moving on to the next one. But no, wait, wait, wait. Um, nothing no, to talk no about.
0: let's let's definitely Wait, wait. Wait, no, think. no,
1: wait.
0: No, there's some fun there's some funny stuff that came out of this after after um Aaron Jones went off, I immediately messaged Eric and I gave him the most ridiculous trade offer. I've, off, I think I offered him that it would take two first round picks, two second round picks, and a player to be named later. And his response back to me was like he he took it serious, and oh my gosh, it was amazing. That's is exactly why you don't put that out there
1: week one. You're mean to people in the league, angry and mean for no reason. Like, I don't I just get don't it.
0: Don't like anyone. I've brought so much to this league as, and I feel underappreciated by pretty much everyone. And <laughs> yeah, did. Yes. I can, I can guarantee you speaking for everybody,
1: none of us appreciate you like at all.
0: I believe and and what really hurts my feelings is I've spent time and actually made everyone logos for their team. And as I look down, there's only, one person that has utilized the logo that i've made for them and that was eric but everyone else has i've i just quit making it because i like i said i feel underappreciated and i feel that as a four-time uffl champion that you know I, i'm not asking for handouts i'm not asking for anybody body to like me but at least give me some respect in this league and and i don't get any so until that until that time comes i will continue to beat the shit out of everyone take all the championships and hate on everyone
1: shut the fuck up
0: (laughs) see that's the first time we have had that one that's pretty nice so we've we were both bitten with the injury bug in our in our week two and you had you lost Saquon Barkley for the year um, which is a which is a big which is a big blow I lost Christian McCaffrey for four to six weeks hopefully hopefully shorter and I really think that the lack of a preseason is showing that it was, it's actually worth it to some of these players.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the two biggest injuries to talk about in all of fantasy football, in all of NFL football. I mean, that's the two big names that every draft I was in, um, those were the two top picks, except for uh, there was one, one league where I had the second pick and I, the guy who had the first pick, picked Barkley, I passed on McCaffrey and took Zeke. And then the third pick. So, I mean, at worst, by the third pick, those two guys were off on every board in every draft. And, and now they're out. So you still got 20, almost 21 points from McCaffrey before he went out. So he helped you there. I got uh, 2.8 points. And honestly, you know, he might not be that guy who's going to be like next year when you're talking about the draft and you talking about rankings. I mean, he's going to be out for the year. So after missing a year and seeing – what he produced in the first two games, he might be a guy that falls to like seven, eight, ninth pick in the draft because, man, Josh Jacobs looks like he's going to come up there. I mean, there's guys that are going to come up and maybe take his spot. So I'm thinking Saquon may drop down, which sucks because I thought he was going to be like, you know, the cornerstone to my, uh, you know, emergence in the league and hopefully try to win it. But with him out being this year and, I don't know, kind of slacking off, I don't really know what to expect from him in the future.
0: Yeah, and one thing that is – kind of not really talked about in this league is we do have that IR spot, but what is yeah. really unfortunate for you is now that IR spot is going to be there for the entire year that puts you in a bind later on. If you've got a, a, a player that's injured, you're going to have to drop. And so that's, that makes it tough. So for those keeping score at home, you picked yourself to win. I picked myself to win. So I've, I'm up one. What's the next game? Mike? And $100 donation. Let's see. White yeah, Rush. Mike and Aaron.
1: Yeah, $100 donations. Uh, I, I, I think the main thing to talk about here is Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray is Aaron's quarterback. He scores 34 points this week. And he has Chris Carson, who I was really, really down on this year. I did not like Chris Carson. I had him in a bunch of leagues last year. And I just didn't like what he had to bring to the table this year. And, man, he is – his first two games have been really good, really consistent. He has Ezekiel Elliott, which now he becomes the top running back in the league. And in my opinion, he's the most consistent anyway. So I like, I like Zeke over, over McCaffrey. And so I, I don't know, man. This team is it's very top-heavy, and he's 2-0. and But I, I like Kyler Murray, man. And you even said it yourself. You're kind of coming on the train and kind of jumping on that Kyler Murray bandwagon.
0: Yeah, I was definitely wrong about Kyler Murray. I just wasn't sold, and after two games, it's it's wow. I mean, I I can't I can't be more shocked by the type of production. Man, I mean, I'm, I was completely wrong by Kyler Murray. I'll I be the first to admit when I'm wrong.
1: Looking at Mike's team, man, he's in trouble, and I I I don't know what's going on with the team. I don't I don't know the makeup of it. Julio Jones had a really bad game. In that I mean the Falcons put up thirty-nine points and Julio had two catches for twenty yards. It's slowly becoming Ridley's team. Yeah, and we talked about it. We've been talking about that pretty much every episode so far. Calvin Ridley was a guy who I was really high on, who I, I, I really wanted to, to tar I targeted him in most leagues. I got him in most leagues. I wasn't able to get him uh, in this league. You got him. And and he's but he's playing well and he, and he's he's kind of getting most of the targets that Julio is supposed to get. So I uh, I'm looking at the bottom of the league standings and you're looking at Mike. Mike is Traditionally, one of the powers of the of the league, two time champion, he's usually in the playoff hunt. Uh, this year, he's zero two. It's going to be an uphill climb for him to get back in that playoff hunt.
0: Well, Mike is showing signs of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was strong, and then as soon as he started dating and getting women, his production died <laughs> off. And is it any is anybody noticing that he's now single and he's lighting it up again? So, Mike, if you're hearing this, wow. it's, it's not too late. I agree. I think that he's just not in it this year. His brain's in the right place. His brain moved south.
1: That's excellent analysis. I'll be honest. I, I, I didn't really think about that, but now that you mention it, that makes a lot of sense. I, you know, I just, I don't think Mike's quite into it. He's got other things on his mind. I asked him to be a, a guest on the podcast t- uh, today and he told me that he couldn't, he was taking engagement photos. Like it's, he's all in like picking up this wedding thing. I mean, yeah, it, the wedding and the marriage and all that stuff is not conducive with fantasy football. And and so that's why he's 0-2. So let's move on to Chris and Eric. Chris wins 139-106. to 106. Um, a, a great matchup between Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes. Russell Wilson scores 43. Mahomes scores uh, 31.5. Chris's team, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. Then he's got DJ Chark. He's got Julian Edelman. I, I love the Patriots, I love what Cam Newton's doing. I think Cam Newton's arguably the MVP.
0: Yeah, he's got guys that just will just perform, and they don't have to perform great. They just got to put up numbers, and you add it all up, and it's, it's working for him.
1: If we go over to look at Eric's team, it's not – I mean, they're not bad. It's not a bad team. He's one and one. Pat Mahomes is quarterback at the top. That's, that's as good as it gets. James Conner is the running back and and Le'Veon Bell is hurt, so he has to go with Todd Gurley. That's going to end up hurting him. But I like some of the pieces that he has. Devontae Adams will get going. I think, I think Eric's got a solid team. So I, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be between Chris's team and your team. Just looking at what I see, I think that those teams have the most potential to score 120, 130, 140 every single week. Eric's team and Chris's team, I think both of them are going to be in the playoff hunt. I think those two teams are are solid. And I know it's just two weeks, and we really don't know what, what's going to play out and how these teams are going to play out. But I like the chances of both of those teams uh, being there. Uh, moving on next will be Chuck versus Zane. This was the boring bowl, wasn't it? Yeah, the boring bowl. Now, the funny, the funny thing about this game that I thought is that uh, in that Thursday night game, Browns versus Bengals, both uh, Chuck has – uh Kareem Hunt and Zane has Nick Chubb. Both of those guys on their benches. Nick Chubb, uh one of Zane's keepers on his bench for Thursday night. Now, I have no problem with that. I like benching the Thursday guys. I I hate playing the Thursday guys. But sometimes it does bite you in the ass and it bit both of them in the ass as Kareem Hunt ended up with 22 and Chubb ended up with 25. Zane's team, I I, I don't see it. I don't see anything happening for him. Uh Chuck's team, I mean I don't see it either. Like I, I don't see either of these teams uh, being there. But he, he moves his team to two and zero. He's off to a good start. But I, I think it will come back to the pack.
0: Yeah, someone had to be the tallest midget in this game. Low expectations. I mean, yeah, great. I don't think we spend too much time on this particular <laughs> matchup. Yeah, not
1: not not too much on, on these rosters. David Montgomery, which we'll get into later, was a, a high a topic for me and you uh, on a personal note. And uh, and Darren Waller, aside from Travis Kelsey, he might be the number two guy in the league. I mean, he had 12 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. What more can you ask for from a tight end? And that could be a chip that Zane uses um, later in the year because I think Zane's going to end up being a seller. Maybe Zane trades him to somebody who's looking for a tight end late in the league. It's a you know second, third, fourth round pick for that guy because I think he's going to be worth it. To so the final game of the week, which was uh, Derek and Ryan Dice. Derek wins 140. To 71. Um, at this point, I'm certain that Ryan has given up. I don't think that he's paying attention to his team. I think he quit or something. I mean, he had Will Fuller who had zero points. He had Gronkowski who had zero points. At, at this point, I'm considering making a move, trying to find someone to take over his team. I, I don't like doing that. I, I'm not a fan of that. I. I I know that Ryan has some issues with what's going on with the protest and things like that. I know he's not watching the saints anymore and he's, you know, he's got some things that he doesn't like about what's going on with the NFL and that's fine. I have no problem with people who, who have a problem with that. That's fine. But when it comes to the league and the integrity of the league and, and, and the way I feel about it, like I feel like some of the picks he made in the draft were a little questionable, I don't know if I don't know if he's all the way into it, and you know there's, there's a decent amount of money on the line, and, and some people are really playing hard. And so Derek wins 140 to 71. We talked about it before this season about how Ryan's team was, uh, was really bad, a, a lot of rookies, a lot of questionable situations. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll let it play out for a couple of weeks and see what happens, but at this point, I'm kind of searching for maybe a replacement.
0: He's the kind of player that you look forward to, and he's the injured gazelle. Of the league. And I think it's I, – I really do – if if you want to keep this this league going, and, I mean, this could be the the last year, I don't know.
1: I don't know if – you know, I don't know if he's in it. I, I don't care if he sucks. I don't care if he gets his face crushed. I don't care if he loses the game by 70. That's fine. Like, I'm not saying that I expect him to be more competitive or make make moves. Like, you don't even have to make any moves. Just – I, I, I just want to know that you're paying attention and that you're actually watching and and, and, and caring and, and, and setting your lineup and making sure that it's good. And if it's not, then it just it completely throws off the league and people get like free wins. And I just I just don't like that. That's
0: just not yeah. not what I want. I deserve some credit because I fleeced him on a trade last year and he had two less picks in the early rounds. I took a second and fifth round pick from him and his team shows it. So he's got every right to be 0-2 and and be one of the lowest-scoring teams. I take pride in watching his failure. Um, Moving over to Derek's team, though. Um,
1: Dak Prescott, 41 points. Great comeback win for the Cowboys over the Falcons. And Kamara, uh, what about Leonard Fournette? I see Leonard Fournette on Derek's bench. He scored 23 points. Uh, I know people were kind of weary on Fournette or whether or not he was going to be some guy you can depend on. But in the first week, he didn't do much. The second week, he
0: kind of goes off. So what do you think? Is he going to be the guy in in Tampa? I'm afraid just because of how Tom Brady is and how anybody in that Patriots offense, as far as a running back is concerned, is you know one week they could be great, the next week they're not. He's definitely a player to keep your eye on.
1: So how did we do in picks? What was was the weekly
0: record for our picks? We both picked the same um, every game except for our game. So, if you add up the season as a whole i 'm beating you by two jesus
1: let 's go over the league standings real quick before we pick next week 's games. Uh, Chris leads the league he 's two and o with two hundred and ninety two points um, low expectations, which is chuck he 's also two and O with two hundred and twenty nine points and the third uh, three and sorry the third two and O team is Aaron one hundred dollar donations with two hundred and twenty three points so those are your three. Two and o teams, four teams at one and one. Big D's nuts, which is you at 288. Mustache Ride, Derek at 226. I am also one and one. Reservoir Dogs with 211. And Eric, the final scores is one and one with 209. And then there's three O and two teams. Mike at 0 and two with 179. Zane at 0 and two with 105. And Ryan Dice brings up the rear. 0 and two with 156. So that's uh, that's the league standings. It's time
0: for the UFFL Picks of the Week. All right, so week three.
1: Okay, so week three. We'll start with the two Nebraska guys. We'll start with Chuck and Mike. Uh, Chuck is... A five-point favorite, mm-hmm. and and so these guys, these guys are friends, and Mike brought Chuck into the league, and Chuck is two and zero, Mike is zero and two. You bring a guy um, into the league, and,
0: and this guy that he brings into the league is two and zero, and you're zero two. I think that you need to reevaluate the people that you invite into this league.
1: <laughs> well, you gotta. I mean, you gotta you gotta come up there and, and take a win. You gotta you gotta get back into it. I mean, if 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 Mike loses this game to Chuck, that I think that's pretty much it. I zero in three, I don't see he him needs coming to back piss to... on
0: his leg and, and reestablish dominance is what Mike needs to do. So he lost
1: George Kittle at tight end spot, but uh, some people were saying that George Kittle may play, so he may be moving him up. But if he doesn't, like Noah Fant's been doing well, he's, he's a he's solid well. yeah. solid tight end. Julio Jones. We'll see what he does. I mean, this another boring matchup, like, I think I just look at Chuck's team and it's just so you know his players are just boring like both of these teams i I, I think I, I think when Chuck looking at Chuck's team and then comparing it to any team in the league, it makes every team boring. right Chuck's boring team makes the team that he's playing even more boring than it would be if you were playing someone else. Chuck is just a boring guy, boring yeah. guy, boring team boring matchup i'm gonna pick mike to win
0: yeah i i agree with you i will pick mike to win he needs to reestablish that dominance i'm hoping to get mike uh to be our first
1: guest on the podcast i'm hoping to line him up i i, I kind of have eric lined up for next week i kind of have mike lined up for next week so i lined them both up and i'm if one of them comes through that's gonna be great. Like I'm not expecting both of them to come through. So I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to line up two people to come on and knowing how the league is, one of them is gonna flake out and more than likely both of them are going to flake out. So if we can get one of them on next week, that'd be
0: great. Yeah, Eric is horrible at technology. And you know and, and Mike probably has to you know pick out China. Mike's in a part of the wedding marriage stage that's the
1: best when you get to go to like Target with the little gun and you get to shoot like all the stuff you want. We had, you know, plates and knives and all that bullshit. But I was worried about like trying to get some good scotch and all that stuff. And I don't even drink liquor. I just, I did it, and I didn't get any of that.
0: I didn't get any of it, so it was, it was worth it. But it was still fun walking around with the gun at Target and kind of shooting. it. Well, this is not a wedding registry podcast.
1: <laughs> You're right. It's not. Moving on, we'll go to uh, Derek and Chris, which is a very interesting matchup. Derek. Uh, a four and a half point favorite. However, um, I I just really like Chris's team. I like Russell Wilson and and Josh Jacobs and 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 the players that he has on his team. at the, at the top, he has the most points in the league, and he's two and zero. Oh. Uh, I'm going to take Chris to beat Derek in this, in this
0: game. I'm going to go against you and pick Derek this week. I think that the Cowboys Seahawks game is going to be a be a high scoring game. He's got a good team, and you've got the Bears defense against Atlanta. Who is god awful? Who gives up more leads than anyone? I
1: don't. I don't disagree with anything you said. I. I. I like. His, I like his team. I, I. just think Chris's players, Russell Wilson and Josh Jacobs. I. I. I was high on Josh Jacobs, and I'm always high on Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is just awesome. One thing about this game that I want to talk about real quick: Michael Thomas. It looks like he. They're projecting him to play against the Packers. I hope that's wrong. I just want him to heal and be better. I'm not even I'm not I don't even care about this season anymore. Like I just want him to be better. I don't want him to have a lingering injury. However, if he does come back and play against the Packers on Sunday night and Derek plays him, how does that affect this game?
0: Yeah. I I think that if, if if Thomas plays, I still don't think you play him. I don't think he's going to put up the numbers against Green Bay that he, you're you're expecting. And, and, you know, with the way the Saints offense runs, you know, you, you when the Saints want to throw down the field, they always sub in Taysom Hill. And so, okay, Taysom Hill's in the game. They're either going to quarterback sneak or he's going to throw down the field. So it's easy to defend. Uh, this is not a Saints podcast. I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue. It's not a Saints podcast.
1: I also hate the way you say Taysom Hill. I hate, I, it just, it bugs the shit out of me. I didn't say how anything prefer, last week,
0: and how would you prefer me say it, Taysom?
1: I'd prefer you to say it the correct way, Taysom. Taysom, Taysom, correct.
0: Taysom. Correct. Yeah, I will continue. You can say
1: whatever you want.
0: I will say Taysom. And you
1: can I say whatever it. you want. I'm just saying I hate it. That's all I'm saying. You
0: can say whatever you want. Keep doing
1: it. Keep saying it wrong. It's fine. Moving on to Zane and Ryan. Oh my! This game is anybody gonna break hundred? The projections are ninety four to ninety two. Okay, all right. So this is, I know this, I went this is on going my to di- be a good bad game. Well, well, I want to make a quick comment because I I went on my diatribe earlier in the podcast about Ryan maybe quitting the league or maybe not paying attention to his team. And I'm looking at his roster, and I think he's clearly paying attention to the team now. Whether or not he's making wise decisions, that's a different uh, conversation. But he's starting Joe Burrow. So uh, he benched uh, Brady and started Burrow, which is, I mean, whatever. Like, if you just want to have fun with it, that's fine. But I at least want to know that you're paying attention, you're 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 making your roster moves, you're you're putting the guys in that you want to play. If you feel like it's a better start than Brady, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, and I don't care if he goes 0 and 14. I just want to know that he's actually messing with his roster and playing with it. And from the looks of it, he's made some moves made some uh, uh, roster moves in here that kind of show me that he cares. So I take part of what I said back earlier about what Dice is doing with his team, just from what I'm looking at here with Burrow starting and some of the moves that he's made. However, I think that we both are not going to pick him to win any games this year. Right. I didn't, I didn't go out of my way and state that like you did. Um, I think it's just working out that way to where I'm not going to pick him to win any games, but I'm going to go with Zane in this one. I'm not saying that I will never pick uh, Ryan Dice to win a game, but I probably will never pick
0: Ryan Dice to win a game because his team is that bad. I'm going to go with Zane this week. Yeah, I will never pick Ryan Dice to um, win a game. Um, I wrote down Zane as soon as you said who the matchup was. (laughs) You know, what I think Ryan is doing is he's looking at espn's projections for the players and just putting it in so that his team looks good i mean is he's projected to score 94 points like oh wow he on paper like oh wow he has a pretty respectable team no no he doesn't know what he's doing he's just trying to win the projection battle so yeah i i'm you're you're right he put in joe burrow but joe burrow's i guarantee you is projected to score more points than, than than tom brady so I, I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think he's just doing what people that don't know how to play fantasy football do, and they just try to say who's, who's projected to score more. Okay, yeah, they're, they're in my lineup.
1: It's like, so we both picked Zane there. Let's move on to my matchup. I am playing uh, Aaron. Aaron is 2-0. and oh. I am 1-1, uh, one and, one, and I am a 7-point underdog to play Aaron. So I, I'm scared of Aaron's team. I, 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 honestly, I'm scared of every team. Uh, from now until the end of the season, I, you know, I lost my big horse in Saquon Barkley. That's the guy that you know I could kind of count on, even though he didn't have a good start. I could still kind of bank on that. And then also Kenny Galladay, who's one of my keepers. I lost him too, so I, I, I got two of my keepers that are out. That are they're not giving me points that I can't really count on. And I'm looking at Aaron's team. He has Kyler Murray, Chris Carson, who apparently is going to be great. Ezekiel Elliott, who's just consistent, I mean, it's just going to be he's going to get you his 12 to 15 to 18 every single week. I mean, you can pretty much count on it. So, um, all that being said, I'm going to pick the Reservoir Dogs to win this one. However, uh, very low confidence. Same About the same amount of confidence I had last week. Uh, I kind of knew what time it was last week. I kind of know what time it is this week even though I'm still going to pick my team.
0: I'm going to pick Aaron. Solely just based on Tyler Murray and Chris Carson and, and Elliot. Um. Yeah, so anyway, we're moving on to your, to your matchup. Yep. Oh my.
1: Okay, so Eric doesn't have a defense in, in yet. So let's give him... Uh, Ten points. You, I say is, give him a... This is a, Eric move.
0: this is a typical Eric move.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, he... He does things like this where he thinks he's like outsmarting everybody or he's like he doesn't want to tip his hand. He doesn't want you to show what he's doing. He feels like he's got an upper hand because he knows, you know, he has a secret defense that he's about to pick up and he's going to pick him up. But I'll give him eight points because your defense is projecting 8.4. I'll give him eight points. So right now your 14.9 point favorite will make you a 6.9 favorite. 69. Nice. So I am going to pick. I'm going to pick your team. Is this the first week that I have picked your team, or did I pick your team in week one? Yeah, I picked your team in week one because you played Chris and we were down on Chris's team. And now I like I, don't, I love Chris's yeah, team. That, I'm, I'm right. all I'm all in on Chris's team. Yeah, yeah. This so is, this I'm is, going okay. to pick your team this week, and I I have a feeling that we're going to be picking the same team in this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only the only difference of my team is that is the running back is instead of having McCaffrey. I'm having to plug in a guy that I got off the waiver wire, but you know, he's instead of McCaffrey scoring 22 points, James Robinson scoring 12. So I'm only losing 10 points. And when you look at how many points I put up a week with the rest of my team, final scores is going to have to score a lot of points to keep up and to, and to overcome that. So that's going to be a, a tough task. Lamar Jackson versus Kansas city. It's going to be a, it's just going to be an onslaught. I mean, and it's going to go crazy and you know that Aaron Jones is going to go ape shit over new orleans and i need Allen robinson to come back and do something calvin ridley is turning into being a great great find in, in the draft for me a player that i didn't expect to, i i wasn't too high on him but he was he was valued high i was like oh, i'll take a chance on him he's the number two guy but he's turning into number one and the 49ers against the giants defense i'm really happy about that matchup this week Uh, One more thing I want to mention
1: in the game between you and Eric is uh, the quarterback matchup. This is the second week that Eric's in a really good quarterback matchup. Uh, Mahomes against Lamar Jackson on Monday night. I mean, I think the game, no matter how many points uh, somebody might be up, no matter what the score is on Sunday, this game is going to be decided on Monday. And I love games like that where no matter what, where you're looking at this matchup and like, you know, your team could be up by 30 points, and it doesn't matter because you know that Mahomes can score 50 and vice versa. If Mahomes – if if Eric's up by 40, you know that you have Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Like, they just need a couple touchdowns, and you're right back in it. So right. I, I like I like games like that where you have two key players, two – probably the two main players on each of your teams – going on Monday night and so it all it's gonna come down to Monday no matter what happens on Sunday Um, before we get the deep thoughts I do want to talk about um the league that we're in together Sunday morning happens and and Ian Rappaport tweets Sunday morning that Corlin Sutton is good to go against the Steelers it's Broncos Steelers he's good to go and I'm like I want to put him in I I just I wanted to play him I wanted him in there and you had David Montgomery in And I made the decision to put Sutton in. How many points did we lose by? Four points? Um, Six points.
0: We lost by six points. And Montgomery outscored Sutton by how many points? Uh, Let me show bench players. Montgomery scored 19 points. Sutton scored basically seven. So 12 points. And the 12 points, we would have won by six points. Yeah, I mean, I
1: was prepared for you to take Sutton out, put Montgomery back in, and then Sutton go off. And then I would be sitting in the seat that you're sitting in. <laughs> Instead, oh, you get to have – this is exactly what I wanted – exactly what you're experiencing is exactly what I wanted to experience. I, would, I was much more wanting to lose the game and have my guy score more points than to win the game and your guy score more points. Instead – your guys scored more points
0: and we lost. Yeah. <sighs> oh well. Oh well. It's this is the,
1: the, the, the
0: you know, this is why we don't this is why people don't share teams. For this very That's way. right. It's, That's right.
1: This will probably be our last foray way to doing this. And now it's time for deep thoughts with Nick Fonteno. So um, so the injuries on my team are really bad. And Saquon Barkley is my guy. I've been high on him. I drafted him as a rookie. I was waiting for him to really explode this year and to bring my team a championship, combining him with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Tyreek Hill. And I just thought, I was going to be in my year and now I'm in this shitter and my team is just not very good. I'm one and one. I know I won in week one, but I, I, I can't seem to get the players that I need to make the run. I have Josh Allen who I love. I thought I had good running backs. I thought I had good receivers. I don't have good anythings. And so it's, it seems like it's going to be another year without the trophy. I know we're only in week two, but I'll tell you what, I'm really down on my team in this league. I'm really down on the Saints. I'm just – I'm down right now. It's a down time to be me. Like I don't remember feeling this bad in the second week of a, of the season in a long time, like probably since 2017 when – you know the Saints were just looking like shit, and 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 they they came out looking really bad, and then they ended up, you know, playing well, and that was the the Minnesota Miracle year. So I mean, it, we could have that happen. It just looks like Drew Brees is just way past his prime, and it's just he's done. It's over, and there's just no coming back from it. So I'm down on I'm down on that front, and it's just carrying over to fantasy where. You know, I'm doing great in all my leagues. Like in all of my other leagues, my teams are good. I feel good about them. My teams are, are at least going to be in the playoff hunt. If not win, I'm 2-0 and in most of my leagues. But there's only one that counts, and that's this one. It's Like the rest of them, it's fine if I win. It's, it, it, they play for money. They play for trophies. This is the league that that matters. I can win these other stupid leagues that I don't care about but I can't win the masters. And uh, until I do that again, I, I'm just, I'm just going to be down.
0: Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's, it's a weird year. I mean, the Cajuns are, are, are ranked because no other, no other colleges are playing football, but now that they're coming back, you know, the Cajuns are going to drop to back to where they should. And you know what? That's fine. I'm, but we, we enjoyed our time in the sun. We got to eat at the big boy table and it was nice, but we have to go back and, and, you know, and eat the chicken nuggets and the hot dogs with with the kids, while the big boys are eating steak and winning national championships. So I don't. It's it's just a weird year. I'm 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 with you on it. It's a really weird year for me as well, but I, I think it's I think it's everybody. And it's this is a very tough year to predict, especially with so many players opting out on certain teams um, because of COVID yeah it's it's been definitely interesting
1: well this is the this has been fun man this is the final episode of the podcast and uh it's been it's been great so um, i appreciate everything you did for the first uh few episodes and and uh and we'll, and we'll do it next that's week that's it yeah so we'll, we'll see next week
0: <laughs> awesome
1: You've been listening to UFFL The Podcast, now available on Apple and Spotify. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UFFL Podcast.